somebody who was viewing it said, you know, I love that picture. And do you know why? Because I feel I could walk through that arch and turn the corner and see what's, what's going on around the corner. And I, and I thought, really? And she said, yes, isn't that lovely to be able to think like that and, and, and be able to create that kind of illusion? You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. And we are melting, aren't we? <laughs> we sure we sure are. It's got to be. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> I think I heard on the news it's the hottest day in London for 10 years today. That's good Lord. Well, I tell you what, I'm glad I'm down at the coast then. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to complain because people complain all the time about the weather, whether it's good, whether it's bad. We, we're never happy with the weather, but I am happy because I think... It's about time we had some really decent weather, and people go abroad for this kind of weather. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. They don't complain it's too hot. <laughs> I, I, the trouble is, I would, Steve, if I was up there. I, I don't like the heat. I know we've had this discussion before, and I, I, I suppose it's something to do with getting old. As you get older, you don't uh, like the cold, and you don't like the heat. Extremes, I mean. I like it warm, but I don't like it that hot. Mm. But living down here, we're several degrees below yours up in London. So, it, you know, we've got a lovely sea breeze. And it's, it's, been, it's been really very warm today, but nothing like you've got it up there. I was on the train today and uh, the trains kept breaking down. Did they really? After every, every stop, we couldn't get started again. The motors, the heat had affected the motors in the train. Good heavens. So uh, it took me an hour to get into town, which is half an hour journey normally. Wow. Uh, did you get late for something or was no, it just I a was, general? I left, I left early. I left early. Oh. But yes, 30, 30, nearly 36, I think it was. They said it was going to be today, 36 degrees. Good heavens. So, wow. um, so we're melting, listeners, at the moment. This is Wednesday, by the way. We're pre-recording this show in case you're wondering, oh, it's not very hot today. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it's going to be warm yeah. as well on Friday when you're listening to this or any day that you listen to it, as long as it's not the winter. Um, right, right. So, yeah, we're melting at the moment, but we'll get through it. We've got water, we've got drinks, we're not going to pass out mid-show. It's not <laughs> going to turn into a one-person show, is it? Absolutely. <laughs> you or I just rabbiting on. Um, so, this week we've released the African Mother and Child. Uh, we've re- revealed that to our members on the website. So, if you are a member of Colin Bradley Art, you can go to our website and uh, log in and check out the African mother and child and the feedback's been wonderful we're pleased to say it um, so many nice comments and people lots of people really looking forward to trying it and something very different dad from what you've normally done very different and to be honest it's taken me hang on let's try to work this out I think it's about 15 years to get to this because it was about 15 years ago that I first came across it and it was one of my class, Sheila, who's still in contact with me, and uh, every now and again she posts on Facebook. Anyway, Sheila used to do a lot of traveling, a lot of safaris, you know, around Africa with her husband. And she came back with lovely pictures. One of the pictures she came back with, funny enough, was the charging elephant, you know, the charging mm. with a f- very famous uh, 
charging elephant through water. Well, that was one of hers. She brought it back. Uh, it, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't actually take the picture um, herself. It was a picture that she got while she was there, and also it wasn't charging through water. That was all made up by me. But the elephant wasn't. That was taken from a photograph. But anyway, it was one of her travels that she brought that back, and I said, uh, "Gosh, I'd like to do that," and I did. Anyway, amongst other pictures that she had, she pulled this one out of the African mother and child. And I was entranced by it. I said, this is fantastic. Anyway, she actually completed that in the class. And we, the, the picture itself had a lot of subjects behind it, a lot of um, characters behind it. I think there must have been about seven or eight characters behind the mother and the child. And she asked me what she should do about it. And I said, well, we want to focus on the mother and child. So we did, we did that. And together, um, she did her picture. Anyway, it was very good. And uh, she was chuffed with it. But I always had it in my mind. I thought, you know, I'd love to do that one day. Anyway, it's taken me 15 years to get around to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I lost the picture because I did ask her for the picture. And she gave it to me, the photograph that she took. Because she took the photograph. of uh, it, wasn't, it was an actual, her own photograph. So I said, uh, would, I'd like it. She gave it to me. And uh, over the years, I can, lost it. And I was a bit sad about that, but I managed to get hold of Sheila again. And she's moved away. She moved from uh, Broadstairs uh, to Cyprus, and that's where she lived. Mm -hmm. And so I got in contact with her and said, you know, would you mind sending me that picture of the mother? And her? Yeah. Of course, she said, I would happily do that, uh, which she did. And uh, I set about doing it. So. Right. That's how it came. So it's a nice story, in fact. It's a very personal thing. I know I didn't take the picture, but I know somebody who did. Yeah. Well, it's, it brings us closer to the subject, if anything, doesn't it? I think it does. And it's sometimes nice having a little link there. Mm. So how much of the photo is in the picture and how much did you uh, add in? Well, the mother, the baby, the leaf and the bowl were in the original picture. So everything in the foreground is... Everything in the foreground is, and everything in the background was made up. Hold on. No, you said ev everything in the foreground is... Yes, you know, you've got, you've got all the stones and the bits and pieces. Oh, and OK, and the things. absolute foreground is, is... Yeah, absolute foreground. Yeah, the, what, the ground, in other words, the earth, right. the dirt, the stones and so on. That mm -hmm. was all made up. The reason I did that is because... You can imagine the, you know, a jungle floor. Um, it, it didn't look like that. It was, it was lots of bits and pieces of twigs. And I, I, I looked at it and thought, there's no way I can do that. Even if I could, it wouldn't look very good. It's a little bit like what we spoke about last week, was when you said about putting the real, you know, trying to put every single detail in, mm. uh, in, a, in a background, or in mm. this case, foreground. That's that, right. And, and that you shouldn't try and do that. So you, you, you saw that detail in your picture reference picture and you thought no that's that's not going to work out no it would it would have spoiled the picture you know uh, the mother's feet for instance were half hidden by debris now that that wouldn't be really a problem i could move that and i did move it out the way um, because i did the feet as they were uh, but things like that you you can't you can't reproduce 
uh, a subject like that exactly as you see it. This is, and we're talking about the foreground. Also, what I wanted to do, and all this is explained in the video when they, uh, people see it, I wanted to make it um, a plainer background. I know I've got, you know, the huts and the trees in the far distance, but really I wanted to make it a plainer background so the, the subject stood out against it. You see mm. what I mean? I mean, had I tried to put foliage and other things behind them, it just would have, again, detracted from the uh, subject. Would have been too busy. Exactly. That's exactly what it would be. And the, the, the most important part of this picture was creating the um, uh, relationship between mother and baby, mm. which I think is endearing. Which you totally feel. Um, there's, there's a few... It's, it, you don't realise it when you're first looking at it from that you're looking at the whole picture. It's only when you start to break it down you see why why can I feel the connection between the two? And mm. it's and it's mm. little things like just noticing her hand holding the baby's arm. That's right. And the grip that she's got on the arm. It's a gentle but firm grip. Absolutely. And you can yeah. and you can see her fingers behind the the baby's arm. You know, you see the thumb quite clearly, but the fingers are in sort of a, you know, a dark, you know, shadow. That's right. Um, that's a, a prime example of creating the impression, isn't it? Because you haven't got, bearing in mind that this picture is obviously, it's not, it's not big anyway, so you haven't got the vast, vast amounts of detail, but it's like you can see the detail without mm. there needing to be, you know, fingernails mm. and all this kind of stuff. But even that mm. you've got the impression of. Talk, mm. about, talk about how you how you put that shadow and, and how you managed to get the feeling of that firm grip looking like a firm grip. Yeah, this, this is very, very difficult to know, Steve. This is one of those things when you are obviously copying a picture and the picture was a little indistinct. So I had to make some of that up, which made it even worse, more difficult. But sometimes you've just got to trust your ability to be able to produce something like that. And I just went for it. I copied what I saw. I made up the fingernails, particularly I loved on that because it shows up quite bright against the background. Now, that could have been too bright, but it wasn't. It was just right. So little things like that, I leave to my, I suppose you could say, experience. If I'd have done this 15 years ago, I don't think I would have done it the same way. I wouldn't have done it as well as I've done it now because I had a lot of, I've had a lot of experience since then. Not with the, um, uh, the the black people, but with the uh, experience of using colours and the combination of colours and so on. So I can't really give you a, a real answer to that. All I know is when I saw it and it worked, I was really pleased. Hmm. Because you're right, that is one of the the key things: the in supporting the, the baby and the, the baby. Yeah. And the baby looks comfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't it? look like it's, this is what I mean, it's a firm but not, it's not an uncomfortable um, That's right. expression, you know. And you just, you just uh, it, it, I don't know how you do it, you just take, it takes you there. Yes, and the other, the other thing is the mum is such a, I, I love the, the mum's face. I, I, I adore that and uh, I think I got that perfect as perfect as I'm ever going to get something and she doesn't look as though she's gripping the baby do you see what I mean mm. she's holding the baby firmly 
but with love and affection. And that's what I try to create. And, and uh, the it, eye, the eye having a half... I don't think I've ever seen you do a half-shut eye no, on no. a human before. No, that's right. And, and you can see that the mother is actually looking at the baby. Mm. So how do you... Because that's, that's so tiny. How do you get the, the viewing angle of the... Is it the light? Is that what makes the difference? The light in the eye, that little pinprick of white? Is that what makes the difference? Well, I think this is a, this is a question of impressionism, I think, you'll, you'll find there. If you were to blow that up, and if, if people, when mm. they get their picture, to actually blow that up, it's absolutely nothing there. It's just a blob. And so you have to, you have to create effects, and that is one that you have to create. You could be misled if, when you look at that from um, a distance away, you actually are looking at an eye. But when you go close, really close, there's no eye there. Elephants are like this, and, and other, other animals, horses I've seen, where you get the impression of an eye, but there's no eye there. Mm. It's just the way you can create... Uh, a visual um, it's a little bit of magic really I think more than anything else it's, your it's mind like a, it, your mind almost makes up the rest of it doesn't it yes yes that's your, right your, it's mind, your mind your yeah. mind makes up the rest of it yes I, I put the, I put the ingredients in it and it's up to you to def- decipher them mm. but it's fun it's mm. fun doing it in the first place this is why I love this picture so much mm. it's, it gives me it gave me a great deal of pleasure and I was sorry when I finished it, actually. Mm. It's so, one of those. so the, I want to talk about the leaf and the water inside the leaf. How, I don't, again, I don't think you've ever done clear water before with some, you know, especially, you know, someone standing in clear water, you know. No, that's um, right. You know, we've, we've seen lots of uh, great pictures of, you know, beaches and things like that and people playing in the sea and things. So this is, mm. is mm. going to help people out there that want to do sea and beach scenes and things like that. Mm. How do you get that water looking clear? What part of the picture do you do first? Bearing in mind the clear water is on the leaf and mm-hmm. there's uh, baby's feet in the water, which is on the leaf. You've got three different layers there. Which bit do you do first? Gosh, you put the, you put the, you always work from light to dark, Steve. So the, the water goes in. That's the first thing that goes in. The water okay. goes in before, uh, the water goes in first, yet the leaf is... I, yeah, and the, the, well, the, the, on, I kind of the water. well, no, no, the, no, the leaf's not under the water. They, you, you put the leaf, you put the leaf, you put the water in first. The, the white yes. effectively goes in first. That's and what then, I'm saying. And then you touch the color of the the green in this particular case and the gray into that to create the effect that you're looking through the water. You, so, you can't do it the other way around. You can't yeah. put the green and then put the white over the top. You won't work that way. Yeah, that's that's what. So that's what I was saying. So the water goes in first, then the leaf goes on second. Yes, yeah. and then well, it can be done. It can be done around the leaf around the water can be done uh, at the same time. But you can't put the colour of the the leaf under the water basically until the water's in. It's the same with the baby's feet. The baby's feet can't go in until the water is there. You've got to put the white in first, then the baby's feet, which are, as you say, um, there's about a oh, three-quarters of an inch baby of water there, maybe not much more than that. The baby's feet then are put on top of the white. 
So then the white does all the work for you when you've yeah. got the colours going on top of it. Absolutely. Because, because they're, they're automatically, you know, being um, adjusted by the white to, oh. to, to appear as if... But you've got to be quite. If you've got to be quite gentle with the touch, with the pastel yes. pencil, very much when yeah. you're putting it on top of the white, because um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're putting quite, especially the the skin color is, is a darker color on top of the white. I think the way I would look at this is you're looking at two completely different sets of rules. When the baby up down to the waters, uh, the level of the water has, was done first. That was done first. That was that that was before anything else was done. The characters, both characters, were done before anything else was put in. So at one point in time, Baby didn't have any feet at all. It was just stumps. Mm. You see what I mean? So that I had to wait until the leaf went in before I could finish the Baby's feet at the bottom off. So, and they are completely different. The colours were different. You'd use, obviously, some of the colours were, were the similar, but you don't use the very dark colours, for instance. You can't, can you? Otherwise, it would have looked awful. So, because you've got the, uh, the water. So, there's, there's kind of, pro- I think people are going to love watching this as well as actually doing the picture anyway. And they'll want to see that a few times mm. to see how I do it. This is the great thing about the the... the uh, the, the, the member site we have, I'm able to show all our members exactly how I did it. And I very often say during the video, I do it this way, folks. You may have another way of doing it, in which case is fine. But this is how I do it. Mm. And that gives them then the, the, uh, the instruction and then they can then do their own thing. I, th- I don't think there really would be another way. With pastel pencil, you kind of, you're kind of stuck with one kind of technique. That is light to dark. I know you can put a light back in again, which I did in this case. I put a little bit of white back over the top of the feet. Once I've got the feet in, you have to do that. But you've already got the white underneath. You, you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, and the other thing that, in case we forget this, one of the things I was uh, I was a bit concerned with was the little braiding that goes above the baby's bottom, you know, that cuts around his tummy. Yeah. Or his, I say he, I don't know whether it's a he or a she. We can't tell from this angle. And well, that little bit of braiding that went round, I thought, shall I put that in or shall I not put it in? And there was a point in time that said, no, I don't think I will. It, it, it would have added a complication. Do you see what I mean? Because it, I could have got away with it. If you look at it, I could have got away with it, not putting it in. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when I kept looking at the picture, I thought, you know, I really find that different, attractive. And there must be a reason for that, that to have that uh, little bit of, I think it's, I call it braiding. I think it is braiding. It must be a reason for it. So I stuck to authenticity. I thought, no, I put it in. It did cause me a little bit of hassle, but I'm really pleased I did because it's something that adds to the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it kind of gives that, that baby a source. It's, it's interesting as, anyway, but it gives it a bit more interest. Mm. Um, and besides, the mother has got, you know, um, her thing on as well um which in itself is is a whole load of different techniques in that <laughs> a very right. sharp very sharp white 
um, colours similar to the ground, you know, mm. but you could almost feel that texture, and it's that it's the feathers, the, the sort of the light feathers coming off of it. That's right. The the white that, that tells you that. There's so many techniques, isn't there? There's so many textures in that picture. Textures is, is the key. Yes, the yeah. textures, the smoothness mm. of the skin, is another thing. Um, let's talk about the background though, because um, you added that background in at a later stage. I right? did. Absolutely. Why I did. did you decide on that particular background? Well, um, it was decided for me in as much as I, I wanted, uh, as much as I could of the uh, subject, that's the mother and baby, with a clear background. So I thought, okay, why not put it in uh, an, a clearing, effectively, or an area in this particular case, in front of a hut. And I went through the internet and searched and scoured for different things, and I couldn't find anything at all, really, that suited my um, particular needs. So I thought, okay, well, I've got to make it up. But the huts, actually, I did pinch those from another picture. Um, the trees in the background were contrived. That, that, that was just made up. Uh, but the huts, I did, I did copy... Um, to a large extent, picture that I'd seen. But I had to put them far enough up the picture not to interfere with uh, the baby. Mm. That's why baby's free. But, of course, we had a problem because at one point it would have interfered with mum. If you look at very carefully at the edge of mum's face, which was critical to the the whole uh, appeal of the picture... I had to use a bit of license there and slightly fade out the uh, hut where the face meets it. And how did you do that? How did you fade <laughs> that out? Well, I, I got as far, close as I could with it and then I just winged it from there on and used the colour shaper and gradually... I got away with it very, very well, I think, and I couldn't have got away with it. I couldn't have brought the huts any further down and I couldn't have put the huts any, any further back because if you think if, if I'd gone further back, they'd have been um, tiny little things in the, right in the distance and that, would have been, that wouldn't have worked at all. Uh, so I think as a whole... On the whole, it worked really, really well. So that's is, how I did it. Is that a general tip if you've got um, buildings, is to not go right up close to the face? Is to is that, which is, is that something you would do again and oh, again? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Is yes, to fade the, back, fade the background away from the face just ever so slightly to almost um, yes. Yes. finish it off? I think, I think if you're looking at a picture, you're looking at a picture, a painting, your, your impression and your take on a particular scene. So it's up to you as an individual to find something and produce something that you're really pleased with and you would hope that others would also be pleased to view. So therefore, you have that kind of, they call it artistic license, and it's licensed to do anything in a picture that would enhance the picture and make it more acceptable. Mm. So that is kind of a, a, a... a license that an artist has. So having that in mind and the, uh, all the other things that I've mentioned, uh, you can get away with it. Uh, there's an awful lot to learn on this, and this is something that by watching all the videos that I make and all the things I do, and not only just how uh, the techniques that I use, but how I 
use composition, how I compose pictures, how I find ways to bring about a really pleasing subject. Because, as I said, if you've got to make it up as you go along, which I did with that on all the background and the, uh, the, the gravel in the foreground, you, you've got to, you, you're putting... What are you doing? You're kind of taking a bit of a risk that it's all going to work. But as long as the colours are right, and all those colours in the hut, for instance, are all the colours I took from the... Uh, skin tones and so on they're all uh, complementary as well as matching colors so i knew it's gonna it was going to work from that point of view um but it, it there is a the other thing about this i particularly liked on the, the photograph i was looking with the hearts i love the idea you could look right through them to the background and that created if that would have been solid there it would have been it would have spoiled the uh, the freedom of the picture. Do you know what I mean? A solid lump along there. Uh, so the fact that it was, you could see through it, appealed to me. And it, it opened the picture up. So it also gave me an opportunity to, to put the distance in too. So you're creating with a picture like this, um, the scale of it. You're not, you're not closing it off That's too right. much. Um, is that something you'd suggest in other people's pictures is to try and, and open it out as much as possible to create that atmosphere? Or are there some subjects where you do want to close it off? Mm, no, I think, I think in all cases you want to keep... You want to give people a, a, the impression that if they were there, they could go for walkies. Oh, you know, I, I remember once many, many years ago, it was a picture of that I painted of Castle Coombe. And I put, not unlike that arch that you see in the African, I'd, I'd put that in so you could actually look through, it was a set of buildings, sort of old buildings, but they were proper stone buildings. And I put an arch similar to that in. And one of the, uh, somebody who was viewing it said, you know, I love that picture. Do you know why? Because I feel I could walk through that arch and turn the corner and see what's, what's going on around the corner. And I, and I thought, really? And she said, yes, isn't that lovely to be able to think like that and, and, and be able to create that kind of illusion in a picture? And I always remember that. That's how I can relay it quite clearly to you now. And I thought, gosh, that's important. So that was another tick, ticked another box for me. Mm. And I, I do use that and have used that many, many, many times since. That was when I was first starting out. You know, Interesting. 30 years or so years ago. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll end on that tip on that note because that's uh, something for people to ponder in their future projects is uh, creating illusion and uh, a path beyond your picture mm. Uh, mm. Is, a, is a great, great tip to end on. So um, if you've got a question, we will take some of your questions. Um, please go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and click on the contact page at the top. Get in touch with us. If you have a minute, it would be wonderful if you could support us and rate the podcast on iTunes. Uh, all the links are on our website. And if you have uh, fancy having a go at the African mother and child picture, then sign up for our portraits membership, which starts at three ninety nine a month. No contracts. You can cancel at any point. And, uh, and you should definitely give it a go because... Um, we've spent a whole half hour talking about it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you can see that there's a lot to learn by doing uh, it and i've got to add Stephen, i could have spent another half an hour talking about it as well <laughs> there's, there's so much to that picture the skin is is adorable and mm. 
when people when people have a go at that and follow my rules because all the colours are being listed and if you do that, you're using a shaper. That's another thing. If I'd have done it 15 years ago, I wouldn't have had colour shapers. And they are so critical to the success of that skin. Mm. So interesting, isn't it? Mm. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go and uh, have another drink and get some ice to uh, <laughs> cool us off in this boiling hot weather. Um, and I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we'll be back next week. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk.